0: Welcome to Timeline Scavengers, the podcast specifically designed to last forever. I'm James Anderson, one of your hosts.
1: And I'm Colin Parker, one of your other hosts on this show. We're going through and assembling the MCU timeline in historical order, scene by scene, until the end of time. And you know what, though? Speaking of time, we mm. have a new time to discuss, James. A new and that time, is okay. The new era mm-hmm. of Mike Snyder. The first,
0: second guest, first, second appearance is by Mike Snyder. Initiate Mike Snyder sequence. Hello, everybody. Ooh.
2: Wow, quick boot
0: up. Very
1: yeah, good. Yeah, that was very I, fast.
2: I, I have the latest and greatest in uh solid
0: state drives. Oh, wow. That
1: will do it for you. Yep.
0: Yeah, you should maybe get that checked out. Yeah.
1: Well, how's that working for you with like the supply chain issues facing I mean, America? Of, like, I, is that a... I,
2: I connect to the cloud? Uh, of I'll course, bet. as we all do. <laughs> mm. <laughs> uh, but it's oh. it's wonderful. Uh, yeah, the the supply chains not causing me any problems. You know, the mm. the cloud uh, working is doing great. Uh, I think it doesn't seem that way though. But my that's just a, the module. It it's it comes a little down so that you know everybody mm. seems like oh this Mike Snyder knows what he's
0: doing. Supply mm. chain more like blockchain. <laughs>
1: so james uh so- no <laughs> even
2: as a robot i do not like crypto or nfts yeah
1: hey you're all witnessing history speaking of time this is the time in which we have to finally fire james <laughs> uh
0: i will burn this timeline i will burn the spreadsheet to the ground
1: <laughs> <laughs> luckily i have 12 copies <laughs> It's
0: good.
2: Well, I'm glad. That's I'm glad hurt. to be on the episode in which which we have to fire James and James burns down the entire timeline.
0: You know, did actually, you say, did you say you had twelve copies? I do. Okay, I said dozen turt.
1: Oh, good. Okay,
0: dozen, dozen.
1: That's hurt. very good.
0: <laughs> this is why I want to po- podcast with you, James, specifically. <laughs> cool. Hey, for those for those sh- great puns. <laughs> Should we? Oh my gosh, puns for Punisher. Ooh, in like Put 7 years it's going to be amazing for that segment I just thought of. Um, can i note it down now. Yeah. Shall we actually
1: actually do the podcast?
0: Uh no, let me actually note it down real quick. Okay. I don't want also, that that gold
2: joke to be left left in the dust.
1: Uh it is very funny cuz you said you have copies of it and I went I just, I did go up and immediately make a copy as I said that, just in case. <laughs> Mostly because, you know, I actually had a small moment of panic where I was like, I remember the story of Toy Story 2 where they mm-hmm. accidentally deleted like almost the entire film and someone sure. who had like an extra copy back at home was like, I have all the files. Oh, and I was like, what if one day James just went, oh no. Oh, oh no, Colin, I've done something wrong.
0: It would be a dark day. That would be
1: <laughs>
0: a I don't know how I would react. The darkest day,
2: the darkest day in the timeline of Timeline Scavengers.
0: No, seriously.
1: (laughs) Now I ain't going to lie to you. The bull is done and messed up. They went off on a tangent and just derailed the entire show. Let's get back on track, shall we? Tangents. The cool thing is, though, is that this is an episode about the train and we've already derailed it.
2: Nice.
0: Oh. Hey. Hey. Oh. Uh, well, let's 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 get it, let's get it started in here. Ha. <laughs> Uh, so we're I can't going to be just react Agents like I'm listening
2: to the podcast. I have to in, in <laughs> yeah. add things
0: when necessary. I mean, listen, no one, no one expects you to uh, to. No one expects the unexpected black eyed peas reference, except for Colin. Apparently, apparently, yeah. We are watching Agents of Shield season seven, episode two. We're starting at 28 minutes and 50 seconds and ending one minute and 10 seconds later at 30 minutes on. The dot, or the two dots, if you count the colon in a mm-hmm. time. Yeah, but those are two if dots. If you're in in it's just yeah. one dot because this just they mm-hmm. uh, have decimal time. So here's what happens in this segment. Back on the train, Malik asks Shaw and Mackenzie to come clean because he knows they aren't bootleggers, nor are they from around here. In quotes, Shaw agrees and tells Malik that he and Mackenzie were sent from were sent a very, very, very long way to make sure Malik doesn't die. Mackenzie asks him, "What if?" After he makes the delivery, the people he's delivering to just decide to kill him. Uh, That is sentence number one where I had to correct an indefinite reference because it sounded like, what if after you deliver the stuff, we just decide to kill you, which didn't make any sense. So that's indefinite reference number one. Stay tuned. Malik explains that he knows the lady who asked him to do this, that she knew his father, and she's giving him a chance to be something he never could change that to his father. So it made sense. That's two for two. Malik goes on to say that they aren't going to kill him unless he does something stupid. Suddenly, the brakes on the train squeal and the train comes to a harsh stop. Mackenzie uses the moment to tackle Malik to the ground, knocking the gun from his grasp in sort of a physics defying way, but that's fine. Um, Shaw grabs the gun but wonders why the train has stopped. Malik tells them that they have arrived at their destination by saying, We're here.
1: Hey, um, before before you even get into it, I just wanted to yeah. mention the thing about the like how he kind of knocks it out. I understand that you assume that it's a physics thing, but I also think that if a mountain hit you, I hmm. think you would also drop your gun.
0: Right. I would...
2: Right. <laughs> right. The way it's shot, it very much looks like... It, it, I, it's uh, not like... Mac gets I up fling and then forward as I went back. It's it's like a football <laughs> true, tackle true. that just happens to be at the same exact time as it stopping.
1: It's right, yeah. it's you know you know in cartoons where they get hit in the gut so they become a full U shape. Yes. Yeah. Where their arms and their legs. That's what happens. So when he got hit by by you know Mac that's why it gets launched out. It's because his body had to go full U, right. so his arms had to go out. So it just cool. was like a, right. pyaw, yeah. like a little got shovel it. pass. There you go. There's another. football. Oh, there They're you right. go. Yeah, you did shovel.
0: It. Shovel. That's a, I know that from digging. So, um, <laughs> <laughs> um I was. Here's what I was going to do. This is what I researched first, and then it got dark, and then I moved on to something somewhat less dark. I researched on Wiki How what to do if someone is holding a gun on you and you want to disarm them, and it got dark. Because WikiHow wisely kept being like, don't do it. So it's not- (laughs) Don't do it. So it's not football tackle them with all of your, your might possible. They're basically like, don't get in a car. Now they're already in a car, so maybe we're already right. past that point. Um, I, now, train car. Yeah, yeah.
2: See, it's a train car and not a regular car, so maybe they. Right. Maybe WikiHow has a, a gap in its knowledge here.
0: Now they did say, if unless you are a trained professional, which I think Mac is, which I think is why WikiHow right. is is suddenly applicable again. Okay, great. Um At one point, they're like. Which, of course, is dangerous, but let's face it, everything in this scenario is dangerous, so let's move on. I was like, fair enough. Someone yeah, someone was done writing fair. this wikiHow. <laughs> like, oh,
2: God. I can't write down everything for you guys. You have okay, to learn some exactly. things. All the
0: contingencies.
1: This was a guy who said, I can't believe, I, like, I get, like, getting a request for this, but you're like, okay, well, I can just ignore that. But I can't believe we've had enough requests that I have to do this like <laughs> exactly. what's going on in your lives that we're, we're at this point exactly. uh, he's done like he was supposed to be off for the weekend and they're like listen mm. can you just throw this up there we have wiki so How do requests. I go
0: on silent during the weekend <laughs> so here's where I asked instead this is going to take the form of something that that should sound very familiar to listeners to James and Aaron music. music music minutes isn't a thing that James and Aaron do no but it could be all. nope okay go on I think Aaron would be the first to agree with me that that's nope Um, this is something you might recognize from James and Aaron Minute Movies Um, it's a three part question about logistics and uh, knowledge and stuff so here we go I'm going to read all three questions with two supplemental facts and then we'll talk about it number one how old is the mysterious woman the woman that plays her was 39 when this episode came out number two how old was Freddy's father Number three, how old is Freddie? Darren <laughs> Barnett was 29 when this episode came out. Here's my thinking. Huh. Yeah, 20, exactly.
1: You 29. know, I was in my head, I was like, he's probably 30. was like, that was where my huh. head was at.
0: Yeah, uh, you know, I, uh, I had 31 because I was doing math wrong because it was for our show. And uh, then I saw that he was April 1991. So I knew that it couldn't be 31 because you're not 31. So... No, I am. That... Well, you weren't thirty-one in twenty-twenty, so that is. Oh,
1: oh, oh sorry, I yeah, understand. Yeah. For
0: a
2: moment, I thought you, were, Colin, was about
0: to say, "I still was." It's like, wait, what? Well, what kind of <laughs>
1: timeline yeah. are we on? I yes. thought you meant right now, and I was like, yeah. James, I was no, like, James we the, just was did this episode. Where episode. I was yeah, thirty-one and thirty-one.
0: <laughs> but yeah, yeah, all right. So here's what I'm thinking. It struck me as weird watching this scene for, I guess, now the fourth time, that. He's like, she knew my father. When we've been talking about her as if she is picking him up at the bar. Okay. And it never really struck me that she was enough older than him to be like, I knew your father. And I think she does say something to that effect earlier, but that did not I didn't clock that. So right now, the actors are 10 years apart. Should we assume that this is roughly the same maybe shift it down by like five years or whatever because you know acting and then Freddie's father is another 10 years above her or what makes sense for for it to be like she is she <laughs> that she is a free agent between both wilfred and unnamed papa malik does that make sense does this does this line up no i know i know what, i know this? what you're
1: asking okay. I'm, I'm gonna let mike go first
2: yeah boy there's a whole lot of numbers here that i'm just i'm just noodling on um yeah i will say yeah i do think that freddy is i believe somebody's like oh he's just a kid so my 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 adjustment was that i didn't know he was the actor was 29 i think you said at the time yep i i clocked it somewhere around 2021
0: for the Mm -hmm. yeah for the character that's fair Um, that's fair
2: And uh, just as a behind-the-scenes note, I have not seen uh, any other sections of the second episode uh, other than these ones for this record, and I've only seen the the sections of the first episode that I've seen for that record. Um, I am Mm. still working through some uh, MCU stuff, Mm. Um, but it seems to me that there could be like an overlap of a younger-ish woman knowing an olderish man and then also knowing their son. Yeah, I agree. What where that number is, I'm not exactly sure, but th- when I when I clock the the Freddy, it's somewhere around 2021 20, maybe 22.
1: Here's mm-hmm. here's my my thought on it. I was thinking he looks 30 so more than likely they're going to claim 25.
0: Mm-hmm. Right? Because that's yeah. how
1: all these things work, right? right. Sure. You Plus put the out 30s, Dear Evan Hansen. Have
0: hard lives. So it's like. Yeah,
1: that's true. That's true, too. They put out Dear Evan Hansen, and they're like, this is an 18 year old man. I was like, nice try, okay, Hollywood. But,
0: uh, I don't know if that's the one we should call the No, no, rule. I know, I know, I know. <laughs>
1: Sorry. That was you're right. a
0: notable failure. They
1: made the movie Grease, and they said, these are 18 year old kids. Um, that's right? is the
0: good, rule. Yeah. Yes, correct. Yeah,
1: yeah. Uh, and uh, <laughs> no, but like that is the sort of thing that we see all the time. I mean, if you've ever right. seen Riverdale, I've seen an episode of that show, right? Mm-hmm. It was not for me, but I've seen mm-hmm. an episode of it. And I know every time I look at that, I go, they are not high schoolers. Like sure. they are very clearly like college kids, like right. sure. at the, like at the most kind of thing. Right. Well, you know,
0: just real quick aside, casting actual high school aged high schoolers in your movie about high school is a, actually, a, as far as I'm aware, a fairly recent, like the past decade or right. so thing. Right.
1: Oh, for sure, and but yeah. my my other thing about that is like you know I think that you can do a good job with it. I mean, like for example, take Tom Holland as Spider Man, right? He was twenty one playing a sixteen year old kid. No, don't
0: take Tom Holland. I'm gonna take, I'll display him. I'll display him. It'll be fine.
2: Okay, yeah. Fine. Just make sure that he gets enough food and water because yeah. I, I worry about him.
0: Well, we'll see how he behaves.
1: Yeah. Ooh. Uh We got dark. If he's here. good on weekends. He can go see his day. Um. Right. So, <laughs> uh. So. <A> <laughs> that that's also a fair point okay so the thing is that like he was in his very early 20s but he looked like like he legitimately looked like a high schooler that kind of thing is okay right this is a sort of situation where i was like he looks 30 but like i do see how they're like he's just some kid although again for for lack of a better term well no i it's not a lack of better term he is older right kanig i mean Koenig is yeah yeah i mean you know Older people will frequently about young white men call them just a kid and they'll be like 37, you know? Mm -hmm. Um, But that is what I think is the situation here is that I think he's probably 25. The thing about her though, and like the age gap here, I don't think it's like that shocking actually, only because I think that if you're considering it as these are just social visits, how would she know him from like seeing him at a bar, right? Okay, sure, I could track that. We're talking about Hydra, right? Mm -hmm. A very evil organization. There are people of all ages there, right? Fair. When I was working at I was, you know, in my mid-20s, working with Mm -hmm. someone who was in high school, also working with someone who was 35, yeah, but then also worked with a man who was 72. Um, Right. And then, and like, and the thing is we all got along and we all had very different age stuff going on. And some of us might hang out after work. Did the 17 year old guy ever come out to the bar with us? Absolutely not. Do we ever invite him also know? Because I think there is a line to be crossed there, but you know, it's the, it's the principle though of like, we all know each other. She didn't say, you know, like, Hey, I'm BFFs with your dad.
0: Well, there's there's also the question of what that verb to know means that we don't necessarily need to get into perhaps. That's also true.
1: Um, that is also very true. I mean, it's ABC. So they could be very much like this is as close to mentioning banging as we can get
0: right. The, the old wink, wink, nudge, nudge. Exactly. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I think that I don't, I either, they need to give us more backstory
1: on her or none at all, or
0: they need to give her more credentials. She knew my father. I mean, I know he's just a kid or whatever, and life is a nightmare, but (laughs) he... (laughs) What kind of dummy is he that he's like, she knew my father. She's good. I think I can confirm that I won't be killed because this woman knew my father. Mm -hmm.
1: James, here's the thing, though. Nobody cares that he's alone in the world, okay? Wait,
0: but the world is having more fun than him? Well, than him, yeah
1: tonight exactly you know it's the thing of okay uh, we're gonna get out of the simple plan uh but <laughs> stuff here because i will go through the whole song at this point um but i think that in a way that is kind of what makes the time travel stuff work and more interesting in a way right because what you're doing is hmm. is you're saying you don't know you can't like possibly know who this woman is so her having this shroud of mystery makes it makes you have to work for the answers so much harder Right. Right, but
0: we don't get answers.
1: And, and I think that's also kind of the point, right? It's like the idea is that because the time window changes so frequently, you don't have time to get everything in. You're always going to have unanswered questions because also those answers aren't for you. They were for other people. You know mm. what I mean? Like Freddie and uh, yeah. she knew them. They were never initially there. So like in the original timeline, they weren't there to witness any of that. They didn't need to know that information. So it's lost yeah. to their personal, you know, relationships and, you know, things going away. So the idea that they are trying to get information that like it existed in quotations, but it didn't exist like as like a public record. Yeah. Makes it so that they don't know these answers and like, and it can't just be that what you don't want to have, James, <laughs> is hell go to hell. Hey, hell's Harbor. Wait a minute.
0: I don't want Mystery that. that woman. True.
1: Hey, that's right. His dad used to hang out with a woman who very clearly was, you know. like. Okay, but I don't
0: need S.H.I.E.L.D. to know. I need the writers to give me something as a viewer. Like you're looking for an Easter to- egg then rather than. I'm look- No, I'm looking for. Here's the thing. Where's my phone? If he, if he knew her like she used to babysit him, I'm fine with that. Or something. Friend of the family. I remember her sort of whatever. I'm fine with that. If she shows up, spoiler she does not, in a future time, I'm also fine with that. If we establish that her name is what it says it is on the credits, I'd even be fine with that, but we don't. So we don't know the questions and we don't know the answers, so it feels like it comes off to me as just um, skeletal writing. Mm. And in in, uh, two scenes, I'm going to talk about... uh, or maybe one scene, next scene, I'm going to talk about how I really like the time window as a writing device. I don't like, well, they're secret agents, so there'd be secrets that we don't have the context for. So we don't need to provide the context. Like, I don't need you to tell me all the answers. I just need it to be that someone knows someone. Cause why would, why would he, he's a, you know, he's a, you know, uh, a riffraff street rat. I don't buy that. Eventually okay. when Disney buys Ages of Shield, like last they month did. they did. <laughs> For sure they did. Um No, I mean like Hong ABC. No, yeah, that's, true. that's true. That's true, that's true, that's true. Um, he's not gonna be like, oh, pre- pretty dame. I guess I'll take on this mission because she's she mentioned she knows I had a father. <gasps> she knows me. Like it does it feels far fetched. And I don't I know that they only have like whatever, and it's not a big deal. And this is definitely a we're watching it scene by scene, and so things jump out. And also, I have this little thing that I've you know latched onto, and I can't mm. let go of. Yeah, yeah. We, of we're taking aside, this
2: from a minute and ten seconds of scene,
0: so we've got to that do that she, something. Right. Well, right, right, and that's fair. And I'm I'm happy to put it to bed. I'm just saying that I wish she was a better character. I wish there was a way that they had found to write her as sparsely and mysteriously as they did while still also making me believe that she was an actual person. And, you know, not just an actress saying lines so that we have a femme fatale check box checked off. Sure. That's, I guess that's all I'm saying. So is there anything else that, that's all I had for discussion-wise. Um, did we have anything else for this minute before we get to a special segment? I, I had
2: uh, one thing I wanted to, to just kind of briefly mention. Uh Yeah. The the line, they ain't gonna kill me unless I do something stupid, feels very, right. very strong as a famous last words kind of thing. Mm, mm-hmm. Like, For sure. huh, For sure. this feels like very clear foreshadowing to something stupid happening later.
0: Or, no, I'm not trying to, to be a dead horse. Let's beat it. Let's beat that dead horse. Maybe the something stupid's already been done, Freddy. Because you trusted Whoa. this freaking idiot plan this very simple plan okay to just have her come up to you and be like no, you're just Hi, saying the i'm words. this person let's go i think if something stupid is going to kill him it's going to be that thing he already did also a fun thing to do for these alternate timeline uh scenes and and, uh, and parts is to go into the regular timeline where this takes place and read the what happened without this event because it's it's really funny it's like because they want to say this didn't happen so they'll be like so and so uh passes the night uh with no you know uneventfully and it's hilarious to see that on a timeline because it's basically like nothing happened (laughs) because they're saying the thing that happened that you know happened didn't happen so i just wanted to say that too because it's fun Mm -hmm. it's very fun to look at the original timeline and see basically then just go
1: happened. it was a normal day
0: <laughs> right, <You laughs> right. Yeah. Ba- basically he listened to the radio and then turned in a little early right. exactly mm-hmm. exactly exactly as he was wont to do mm-hmm. everything was fine and he founded Hydra it was great he had a great time
1: <laughs> he made new friends he was very he happy
0: he kept the old
2: <laughs> <laughs> he designed summer a very Hydra very uh, fascist looking uniform exactly
1: and in his spare time Love to do ships and boats. Nope, yeah. ships and jar, uh, ships and hey, Sometimes you can put. Ships and I don't boats.
2: see a problem with putting a ship in a boat. God damn it!
1: I think uh, a boat goes
2: on a ship. Ooh! I think a boat yeah. can go on a ship. I, I think, that's I think so. Choice. Yes. Well, what about a miniature ship in a in a regular sized
0: boat? That goes underneath an aircraft carrier. A lot of people uh, not know that. Gotcha. Okay. Yep. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
1: Listen, I've I've made my flub, so we're gonna move on. <laughs> Let's get into everyone's favorite 1931 segment from Colin.
0: Oh, thank you.
1: Who's Freddy? James, you may hold your answers until the end. We're going to let Mike have first crack.
0: Uh, I'm going to try and keep a stone face, a poker face, if I know what it is. Fred Stoneman. Fred Stoneman. It's Fred Stoneman. Wait, no,
2: it's a different. I, I don't think that's a person, actually. Um, I do want to point out that every time I've listened to Who's Freddy, uh, I have gotten it. I've not anywhere close to it, and it. So this <clears throat> is going to be a disaster. Interesting.
1: Okay. Well, James, what I w- what I would like you to do is is if you figure it out, write it down on a piece of paper, just like you know to like lock it in, kind of thing, and then we'll come back to you and we'll open your briefcase and see if Ooh. you have a million dollars or mm-hmm. $1.
2: Yeah, put it in this the mail. This is deal or no deal. Put it in the mail and then we'll get the postmark and then we'll make sure that you send it earlier.
1: So. Yeah, copyright, no, uh, okay. old oh,
2: right, that's copyright. The old-fashioned way. Copy. Got it.
0: Yeah.
1: yeah. Okay. Okay. Uh, which, again, as a friendly reminder, that is actually not how that works, but yeah. <laughs>
0: right. it has to be um, email. Right. Nope. Okay. <laughs> NFT mail. No.
1: You're definitely fired now. Okay. So, this is Who's Freddy? Number 16. Nice. From a show about brothers in comedy, to mockumentaries aplenty, to sitcoms all over, this Fred is a beloved comedic actor. Everybody loves this Fred. In fact, many people are totally obsessed with him. But, by and large, this Fred has definitely been in at least one movie or TV show that you hold near and dear to your heart. Because if there's one thing for sure, it's that this Fred was always the best in show business. Who's Freddy?
2: So I thought I had it, but I'm not sure. I'm going to guess. It's
1: okay.
0: Fred Savage. Okay. It's not Fred Savage.
1: It's not. Okay. It's, but I could see where you could get some of that. Like that is a, that's a pretty good guess. But Okay.
0: I'm going to describe Here here's the deal. Remember you know how you know how Duolingo if you don't know the word, you can click on it and it says what the word is even though mm-hmm. you're supposed to be putting that's literally what you're supposed to be doing for the mm-hmm. lesson. I'm going to try and talk to you. I'm going to describe this man and I know who it is. I can't remember his last name. I can get his first name though. I got his first name just fine.
1: So can I tell you part of where this Fred came from before you even say that? I knew, I obviously, I do know who this one is because I I am a, a big fan of his work. But this is an actor who, my father has actually multiple times been like, hey, who's that actor that's in all those movies and you see him all over the place, but like he never knows how to describe him or like how to get to him, but like he knows exactly who it is. And then every time he's like, you know, the guy, he's in everything, right? right. He's been in almost every comedy, it feels like. Uh, so I I could get it, but okay, I just wanted to okay. have that out there.
0: So I want to say his name is like Fred Wynn and it's not. Mm-hmm. Um, he was in Best in Show. He plays Phil's father on Modern Family.
1: Mm-hmm. He mm-hmm.
0: Um, is um, amazing. He, where? Fred. You wit-
1: are so close,
0: Fred. Wit, win, win, win mm-hmm. wit, wiss, whim, win, wit, with. All right, H- hit me with it.
1: W I L are the first three letters. Fred Willard. Yes. Yes. There, oh, it is. there it is. That's the you're, one. There you're it is.
2: Right. That's so, the best in show. Yep. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
1: Okay. So was he the best in show? In everybody who loves Raymond. He was, he, I forgot who he was, but he was in the last two or three seasons, I believe. Mm.
0: Um. Oh, the Emmy winning ones. That makes sense. Mm-hmm.
1: <laughs> he was in the VH1 sh- uh, series, totally obsessed, which is where that line came oh. from. He was the first ever live action actor in a Pixar movie. He was in Wally. He was the mm-hmm. instructional video guy mm-hmm. for the company, by and large, who I threw in there as well. Fair um, enough. Fair enough. And also, uh, the show about brothers in comedy was the Smothers Brothers. Uh, hmm. And then literally has done- Did he
0: write for the Smothers
1: Brothers? I think he both wrote in and did skits with them. Hmm. Um, and then was in literal uh, documentary now, so mockumentaries. Right. Uh, and then obviously plenty of sitcoms. And Modern Family is also right. a documentary, of, right? Yeah.
2: yeah, I think what I what I had done is I kind of stuck into one thing, and it was like oh, well, well, I think like he's been in a like I was thinking Princess Bride. Like, oh, of course he's been in a mm. movie that I really mm. love,
1: right? And of then course. I'm
2: like, uh, he might have guest starred on, and, and then it was you know, I kind of I kind of got, got stuck in a lane and didn't couldn't move out of it.
1: So uh excellent job, a, Colin. That was very, very good. That was who's Friend? That, that was a fun one. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. Yeah, I like this one. I like I like mm. this game a lot.
0: So I have a radio in 1931. Uh, that's real quick. Okay. Um, April 26, 1931. We have the debut of the Carnation Contented Hour on NBC West Coast. Hmm. This is the era of radio that I that I do really love, where they're just like, look, Carnation. It's just please buy it. Come on, please, but hashtag sponsored. Mm-hmm. Um, so it was a long running radio music series sponsored by the Carnation Milk Company, of course, not The Flower. Uh, they had not achieved sentience in 1931. Um,
1: that won't be for full- another 12 years.
0: Exactly, exactly. The Full Network series began on January 4th, 1932. So it was on the West Coast for like eight, nine months, and then it went over to Full Network. On the Blue Network, and was broadcast for two decades until its final broadcast in 1951 with its opening theme contented that's right the only other so who's sponsoring what's the theme song called how long is it going to run and you're out of there that's a title that's a to um, me baby <laughs> the, the musical variety show featured joseph pasternak conducting until he died of a heart attack during a rehearsal bad way Leroy to go shield out. Yeah, exactly. Doing what he loved, or at least was paid to do. Leroy Shield and other conductors played four-week tryouts until the network settled on a guy named Percy Faith and his orchestra. Basically, like, listen, I'm not doing this on purpose, but this is how I think. (laughs) Kind of like the MTV of its time, where it's like, listen, music. Can can we just play some music for you for a while and then you pay us? Because the milk company, we're in debt to the milk company and and we need you to to Mm -hmm. buy their stuff. And who doesn't love music? And milk. It's certainly I. I gotta gotta have my milk while I'm listening to music, like uh, the Red Hot Chili Peppers album "Mother's Milk" sold very well, mm-hmm. best-selling album by them. That's it for me, though, uh, Colin. For Radio of 1931, why don't you take us to some social media?
1: Absolutely. If you want to find this podcast, you can find us at Timeline Scav. If you want to find the network that we're part of, Scavengers Network, you can find us at Scavengers Net. Uh, If you want to find me personally, you can find me on Twitter at Colin M. Parker. But James, where can people find you?
0: You can find me on Twitter at Unabashed James.
1: And then what is your personal Twitter handle, Mike? Uh,
0: My personal one is at
2: TheGigas, T-H-E-G-I-G-G-A-S.
1: And of course, if you are digging on the music that you heard at the beginning and the ending of the show, you can always find Nick Ramald to do your composing needs at N-B-R-A-M-A-L-D or u k. That is going to do it for us on this episode of Timeline Scavengers. As always, I'm Colin Parker.
2: I'm James Anderson. I'm Mike Snyder. Excelsior not
0: found.